And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined by Yujita and Mark. And today we've got a special guest because Kansas is back alive. They're alive. They're, 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 they've, they've exited the grave and they're in the discussion again. So we thought we'd bring along Jameson, our, uh, our resident G-dog. Kansas fan. <laughs> welcome. G-dog. Welcome, Jameson. Jameson. Welcome, Jameson. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I I need to ask you a question before we get into the seven and four record and the four week win streak that that Kansas went through. I want an honest answer to this question. Did you at any point during the season write the season off for your Kansas City Chiefs? Because I know we did here on the podcast for for a few weeks. Well, I was very close. Uh, the the defense looked awful. Uh, Mahomes was running around didn't didn't look comfortable at all and. Um, about four weeks ago, it looked like they could have gone easily seven and ten, uh, but they they caught a they caught a lucky streak. Um, you know, they caught some teams on their on uh, their heels. You know, the the, the Packers were without Rodgers, uh, the the Cowboys were without a uh, Mari Cooper, and then um, C.D. Lamb went out with a concussion. Yeah. And um, well, they they throttled the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, but they they've had a whole host of off-field issues. So they they've caught they've caught three tough teams uh, at a good time. So I, I'm not quite sure their record is reflective of them being much better, but being a little bit lucky. So I like the humility. I like the humility now. The Dallas game was quite interesting because we saw a few things that also changed. So the defense looked a little bit better. The offense seemed to be getting into motion a little bit. Mahomes a little bit more comfortable, less mistakes there. Now, you've got three division games coming up. You've, you've got uh, Denver, you've got the Raiders, then you've got the Chargers. How, how? I mean, this is going to be the critical part of the season. How do you see those, those three games going, considering that you know, you've got an extra boost of energy uh, from, from the last few games? Well, these are big time games coming up. And here's the thing is that um, the Chiefs right now, they have a two and four conference record. And right. all of the other teams are, are hosting very good conference records. So the Chiefs not only have to do well in, in the conference, but they really need to do well in the division. And uh, lucky for them, um, uh, this week with the Broncos, um, they actually have a good chance to make Teddy Bridgewater beat him. Right. Um, and I don't know that, that I think Teddy's a good quarterback. I don't think that he's a great quarterback. And that's going to be a lot about how Chris Jones shows up. If Chris Jones is up front and he's wrecking havoc, uh, he's going to force Bridgewater to pass early. And those uh, second-rate quarterbacks that the Chiefs have, because let's be honest, none of them are really better than a CB2. Right, um, but but they'll get a chance to make a play. So, uh, yeah, the whole defense rides on Chris Jones and whether he's he shows up or not. And I think that's what we've seen the last four weeks as well as Chris Jones has showed up, and uh, he did big time last week. And um, Dak looked awful because of it. Right, right. So uh, that that's then that that aspect. And then if you look at the the who they have the the Raiders and the Chargers all in the all in a row, and uh, they looked really good against the Raiders. Um, hopefully, that'll happen again in Kansas City. And uh, then the the Chargers are, are, are really a hot and cold team. Uh, but I think the Chargers are really the team that is better situated to beat the Chiefs uh, than any of the other ones. And um, 
you know, that's, that's, uh, that's where it's a little bit worrying. But I have to say, in the last few weeks, um, the two rookies on the offensive line, let's switch over to the offense now, the two rookies on the offensive line, uh, Creed and Trey Smith, these guys are moving people. They're pancaking uh, uh, defensive players on the line. They're doing really well. Those are two pro bowlers in the next few years. Uh, it's taken a long time for them to get comfortable and for Mahomes to get comfortable with those guys. But I think uh, we're also seeing that uh, it's the fourth year with Mahomes. And uh, he has to show that he is a star talent by making the adjustments. And those adjustments are that he's got to sit in the pocket and he's got to have the maturity to make those short passes because that's what's uh, being asked of him to do. And I think this coming week, especially with the Broncos, um, he's got a great mismatch with Travis Kelsey right in the middle, as usual. And he should be milking that. I think Kelsey's going to get 10 catches this, this week. Wow. Yeah. Now, all, all, three, all three other teams in your division are above 500. So when we're talking about playoff chances, um, there might be three teams from your division going to, to the playoffs. So I think the playoff discussion is no longer something that's, uh, that's a danger for Kansas. It's just how well can they build up towards that. Mark? What do you think would be a good record for Kansas in the next three games? So we've got Denver, the Raiders, and the Chargers. What would be a comfortable record for, for Jamison here? <laughs> I think they're going to go 3-0. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Back do. on the bandwagon. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, but, you know, and this is why we said in the early days, you know, you have to wait till week 8 and 10 and all this to, to see how the season pans out. Um, they've got Kyle Long back from Pup. And I think he's going to add a bit of uh, experience to the off offensive line as well. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's great when he's fit. Unfortunately, his problem in the last few years is always keep him fit. So I think he's going to help just his presence. Uh, I don't see any, anything in, in Vegas or Los Angeles or Denver that should scare Kansas. Um, they've all got their flaws. I liked Raiders last week. I thought they played really well in, in Dallas. Um, yeah. They hung in there and they could have folded with, as you know, Jameson mentioned earlier, they've got lots of drama and stuff, but they showed some real true grit. And I, I was impressed with Vegas. I think they're your biggest threat personally. I think Chargers are kind of imploding a little bit. It's almost the same story every year, right? The Chargers come with a lot of promise. Shoot they come themselves with a lot of, in the foot. And then something Thinking. happens and they just, yeah, halfway through the season. Yujita, now we, we've seen. You know, Dallas not looking very, very good against KC. That's two losses in a row. Unfortunately, your Eagles were not able to capitalize on that with their loss to the Giants. Where does the NFC East sit at the moment, in your opinion? Well, you, you got to watch out for Washington. Washington is the team that's suddenly coming up. Taylor Heineke is looking, you know, looking like a non-subpar quarterback all of a sudden. Uh, they've got a good run game going with Antonio Gibson. Their defense is coming up a little bit. Uh, you know, like uh, Jameson said, uh, Dallas had had issues with Amari Cooper not being there, C.D. Lamb not being there. And I think one of the biggest ones was their left tackle, the Smith. Ever since he's been out, the run game hasn't really been going with Pollard and Elliott. And there was also something about Elliott might be in injury uh, for, the, for the next game. I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, Dallas needs to do a few things to pick up this. McCarthy might not be there for this uh, Sunday's game. He's out on COVID. 
Maybe right. that helps Dan Quinn do a better job on defense, scale more on offense. So, look, it's still Dallas's uh, division. Uh, if, if at all, just like the Chargers, it's their division to lose if they shoot themselves. For, if they get all their pieces back, they still have a chance in this. But, yeah, Dallas and Washington. Philly, um, I don't know what to tell you, man. We'll come up with that later. Yeah, no, let's 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 do it now. I mean, we've got the, the three game I'm outlook not ready now. For Philly yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you you've lost to, to the Giants, but you've got the Jets, you've got Washington, and then you go back to the Giants in the, in the next three games. Uh, it's it's something about you know similar to the Chargers shooting yourselves in the foot. I think you get a lot of opportunities to win games, and 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 somewhere it goes wrong. Where is it going wrong at the moment? Well, look, we, you know, we talked about this last week, and I said, look, uh, the, the Eagles realized that. They couldn't win it off of Jalen Hurts throwing. And right. that, that was pure example of the Giants game. He went back to 31-32 attempts. The run game was good, but, you know, their first five drives, it was three and out, three and out, interception, interception, loss and downs. So no point going 200 yards on the ground and then you throw an interception. For some crazy reason, uh, he was trying to uh, target Jalen Rager um, against the Giants, and it was not happening. You have right. Devon Smith, um, you know, you got Dallas Goddard at one tar- target, that's it, the whole game. So, it's be- look, it's becoming clear that Eagles are not going to win anything on Hertz's passing game. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, and we've seen this around the league. There is no standalone run game. There's no standalone passing game. It's a mixture of both, and Hertz has got a lot to do. He's not, he's not accurate. Um, you know, the, one of the things that I noticed in the Giants game was the defense was easily able to look at his reads and cover those receivers very, very easily. You know, so he's got to learn how to kind of disguise those reads because, look, he's getting a lot of time. That O-line is playing crazy. It's still a great O-line. Right. So he, he's got to not hold the ball so long. He's got to hide his reads and just keep the run game going, make those long drives. And, yeah. you know, I told you guys, man, I'm not sure about the Giants game. I said this last week. You did. Spot. You did. You had your, your right? reservations. Yeah. Yeah. Division game. So, yeah. Um, you know, we got, um, I'm not sure what we got next, but uh, it's a big one for, yeah. for Jalen Hurts to see uh, how he comes after this. Now, you guys at least are doing better than my Carolina Panthers. Um, I am wearing the jersey of our fallen soldier, Christian McCaffrey, today who is out for the rest of the season. And uh, I told you guys not to get on this fairy tale ride of Cam Newton returning because I've seen, I mean, I've been watching, what, 15, 16 years worth of Panthers games. And I've seen too many games to know that this guy can't throw the ball. Uh, And if anything, this was an absolute disaster. Well, technically, Cam is in the, the preseason still, isn't he? They've well, only been in three yeah. games. So, <laughs> so, so next week is when he should come out and play well. I mean, well, he's going to buy next week so that he gets that break. Yeah. This, this is why you brought Jameson to make you feel better with yeah. shit like Some that. Some perspective. Yeah. I mean, the glass half yeah. full. Well, let's talk about the empty half of the, gla- of the glass. Um, 23% completion rate against Miami. Five completions out of 21 attempts. 92 yards, two interceptions. That puts it at 10 straight losses for Cam Newton with the Panthers. If you take out, you know, the stint that he spent with the, with the Patriots. For me, I think this kind of wraps up this season. 
for the Panthers. And I think Tepper is the kind of um, owner. He's the richest owner in the NFL, and he's the kind of guy that wants to win immediately. So I expect in this offseason for him to clear house. Um, as far as I'm concerned, after that Miami game, Matt Rule should not have been allowed on the team bus. He should have been asked to jog or cab it or whatever back to Carolina because that was an unbelievable him and Brady. The play calling was terrible. Cam Newton was absolutely terrible. And their handling of Christian McCaffrey and the Christian McCaffrey injury throughout the timing of when they put him on IR, when they took him out of IR, they just probably, probably ended McCaffrey's career as a player that you build your team around. From now on, he's not the which, reliable kind which of is, Which is a big problem because they pay him a lot of money. Yes, um, and we just I, renewed the contract recently. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 they pay him, what, like $16 million a year? I mean, he's one of the highest-paid running backs in the league. Right. So, and, so and, Mohammed, do you, do you think that they're going to go after uh, uh, Jimmy G in San Francisco? So there's Rahman. actually there's, there's, there's quite a few candidates that are out there. So Tepper, if he's able to negotiate something for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, that might be a, a kind of a stretch candidate out there. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably wants to win another Super Bowl and coming to Carolina might take a couple of years. Um, you've got Russell Wilson. Yeah. All right. You've He's got Deshaun, Deshaun Watson pending his legal problems. will be back in the mix as well. Um, and, and then you've got Jimmy Garoppolo. So I expect one of those four uh, quarterbacks to, to, to join Carolina. I know for sure that Cam Newton is not the answer. And I think that was clear because he... Everybody see, and this is the kind of thing when, 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 when he came back, it was this kind of like fairy tale return and the, the prodigal son has come back to Carolina and he did the whole, you know, run to the middle and plant his flag and I'm back and all of that. But everybody is still kind of nostalgic. They're thinking about the 2015 Cam Newton and that was a flash in the pan and it's not happening again. The guy has always had the sub 60% completion rate uh, uh, in his career. And not the best decision-making. He always held, held on to the ball for too long. He is an average quarterback, barely a starter. I've seen debates where people were debating um, who's, who is more of a starter in the NFL, Heineke or Cam Newton. I would take Heineke in a heartbeat in that discussion. It's not even close. Yeah. Uh, but I think just Cam Newton comes with the personality and people kind of just, I don't know, that clouds their judgment sometimes. I think it was marketing. Honestly, I don't think it was about football. I think it was about marketing and yeah. raising the profile of the Panthers. You, you're going okay. And then there's this fuss and it energised the fan base, not you, but a lot of the fans got very enthusiastic. You know, it's playoff bound and all this nonsense. It um, saves them from a PR disaster. I'll tell yeah. you that because the Sam Darnold thing, no one's oh. talking about the Sam Darnold disaster and the fact that we put all our eggs in that basket and that basket fell and all the eggs cracked. Nobody's talking about that, but it no. cost $10 million to get rid of that PR disaster. As far as I'm concerned, that's they, all it is. They had a golden opportunity to really use him as a situational player, and they, they just went ahead and shot themselves in the foot with that. Yeah, I thought he brought a ton of energy, and then he brought anxiety to the opposing defense with the fact that they would bring him in for a short-yarded situation. Because yes. he, he can throw the ball 10 yards. We know that. Yeah, He can run the ball 10 yards. We know that. And he, can, and he does those two things quite well. Right. But and asking him that, to do more than that is outside of his box. So, uh, and and, and the Panthers are now 0-17 in games where they don't score more than 22 points. 
I mean, that's just... I and, mean, that's you know, crazy. worst of all, it's affected your defense, your top three, five defense at the start of the season. It's, it's no longer there. Yeah. And that's think, tough. And I think I, it's very tough to also expect that Chaba Hubbard will take the... You know the running back responsibilities again. He's he's which a he did a good job. He did a good job when he. Had I would. To. We've been scraping the bottom of the battle in, in 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 free agency and in the transfer market and all of that. I would go for Carry On Johnson or Todd Gurley, who are still free yeah. agents at the moment, just to try and save the season and preserve our our our, our running back, our should, rookie I, running back. I know Carolina is going through a tough time, but should we give a little bit more credit to Miami? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Miami are on a on a winning streak. I think three games right now. Four, um, four. It's four, four straight oh, wow. games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think their their coach went from being you know in the hot seat to being in a very comfortable position. I mean, he's revived the team. They're all and by the way, Miami have always been late bloomers in the season. I mean, historically yeah. as well. So um, they get going. It takes them a while to get going. As and, well. and and let's not forget Brian Flores is from the uh, Bill Belichick school of you know coaching. Yeah, yeah, this is the yeah. It's it's the New England defensive system there, and they've got the Giants coming down to Miami this weekend, and that's a that's a winnable yeah. game. You've got to say, and, and, uh, and, and that would take them to six and seven. So that kind of yeah. puts them in the mix. Absolutely. Look, uh, the, yeah, go sorry, ahead. The Giants they really don't have an offense. I mean, they won the Philly game because Philly screwed up. Yeah. They don't have an offense, and that Miami's and listen, Tua is playing better. Ever since the whole Deshaun uh, Watson nonsense, you know, uh, went on the ground, disappeared. He's playing better. Jalen Waddle, that he's one of the best wide receivers in the league at the moment, and they got this crazy defense. So yeah, they got a good now, shot. Whilst we're on the AFC East, we've got a heck of a game coming up this weekend: the Buffalo <laughs> Bills against the New England Patriots. And the only team that has a better winning streak than Kansas is uh, is New England with a six-game winning streak. They're at eight and four. They've kind of risen to the top right now. Jameson, wh- wh- where, where do you see this? Buffalo, I mean, looked okay. They beat New Orleans, but it was a New Orleans team with, led by Trevor Simeon. It didn't really tell us that much. Yeah. Uh, is well, there I, a I chance mean, that Buffalo returns in the way that KC returned as well? Are there signs there that things might be on the men? For Buffalo, um, I've, I've, I've had a hard time figuring out Buffalo as a team. Um, I, I know that Josh Allen is really good, but he's he's more versatile um, than anything. I never really felt that his accuracy was all that great, but I mean, he's, you know, he's performed and has done the job. So people have been happy with him. I'm more concerned about um, uh, the fact that the New England offense looks so good with so many unknown players. I can't tell you a single receiver on the team. No way. Uh, Ag, Ag, what? Aglahor? Yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, he's, not even, not he's not even the main Aguilar. guy. So, so the fact that, that they're humming right along and they've got a rookie quarterback doing it, uh, it just kind of tells you how good of a coach that Vilicek is. And, you know, I, I was really hoping to see somebody else win the AFC East, but – I mean, here are the Patriots again, right. yeah, and <laughs> and and they look good. They look efficient. You know that Belichick's good at uh, managing the clock. You know they they get the ball down the field, and you know they they score those points at the end. They they push to do the points at the end of the half. 
They get those fourth quarter opportunities. They try to take advantage of them. They do a lot of the right things as a well-coached team. And I think the Bills fall short of that a little bit. Yeah, And so uh, I, I, I think the Patriots are going to win this one. Not, not by a big one, but by, you know, by a touchdown. Yeah. Now, now, Mark, a lot of people were questioning at the beginning of the season or in the last year with Tom Brady leaving and winning the, the Super Bowl, they were questioning Bill Belichick's GOAT status. Regardless of what happens here, if they get to the playoffs, win a couple of games or lose with Mac Jones, yeah. does that put the argument to rest? Uh, Bill Belichick, the greatest of all time when it comes to coaching? I think the streak they're going through at the moment puts paid to that argument. I really do. Um, as Jameson said, there's... It's a team of no names from outside of Foxborough. Who's heard of anyone? So uh, I, I think it's a remarkable job that he and Josh McDaniel particularly are doing. Um, you know, can we even name all of their coaches? That's the thing. Right. It's all kind who's of... The, who's, their, who's their running back? Exactly. Exactly. Now, Damien Harris, Harris, I think. Or I have him in fantasy football. That's the only reason why I know his yeah. name. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think yeah. the argument's gone. It should never have been there anyway. It was a nonsense thing to say he's not the greatest. You look at his record, he's the greatest. I, I think that if the Patriots win this weekend, they go to nine and four and the Bills go to seven and five. Yes. I know they've got to play again in, in Foxborough in a couple of weeks' time, three weeks, I think it is. No, so they've got the Pats, then they've got the Buccaneers, then they've got the Panthers, that's Buffalo. And then they, I think they go back yeah. to, so to three, week, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, three so, weeks time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I actually think this is a must-win game for Buffalo. Yes, because they get too far back, and sure, they're going to win in. They're going to beat Carolina. They're going to beat Tampa's going to be a tough one for them. Um, it's possible for them to lose three out the next four games. Right, and, and it's likely. If we say that they're going to lose both New England games and the Tampa game, but we did call Buffalo as our Super Bowl team at the beginning of the season, and they've yes. still got all that ability. It's all still there. It's not clicking right at the moment. If it doesn't click on Monday night, they're in trouble. For right. They're going to get to the postseason, but they're not going to be going in there with a head of steam. So for me, Buffalo was the AFC pick. The NFC pick for me was Green Bay. And Yujita, I think Green Bay are rising to the top of the NFC right now with Aaron Rodgers making no mistakes. I mean, I don't know how he does it. Can anybody stop Green Bay in the NFC? Who's out there that can no, do something I, about Aaron Rodgers? To that sentence you said, it can be more true, man. I mean, they don't make mistakes. And it's very rare to see them make mistakes. And... Aaron Rodgers doesn't play risky football. Even if he does, it's it's that first read laser throw double cover to Devani Adams. And you yeah. know he's gonna get it. You know, so and apart from that, they'll they'll make you play for 60 minutes and force you to make mistakes. And uh, I mean you can say Arizona, but I don't know which Kyle Murray comes back with, after right. his injury. Yeah, Andre Hopkins. I know Colt McCoy has done a good job trying to keep that team together. Um, what is it? 2-1 record, I think, for him. Right. So um, Arizona on defense, they got James Conner in the backfield. That's looking like a team that could give them trouble. But for me, San Fran, the Niners, that is the team that can have an impact on Green Bay and the NFC just because 
Kyle Shanahan is making some statement wins right now. I mean, he's telling you he's back. Those offensive schemes, what he's dialing up, it's, um, it's some crazy stuff there, man. Debo, Debo Samuels, we talked about him last week. This guy's like a kind of flex, kind of Cordero Patterson type of guy. Right. He does, does everything, um, rushing. Elijah Mitchell, and they got a defense as well. So for me, I think San Fran has, I think, a better chance than Arizona if, if it comes to the NFC Championship to get Green Bay. I, 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 I think what's going to happen is um, Tom Brady is going to show up. It's going to be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady is going to show him who his daddy is. In that one game, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if Tampa get their people back, I mean, they've got corners out. If they get their full everybody back, yeah, they could. They could be the one. Right, right. Now, in, in the NFC West, so, so the 49ers uh, um, go to Seattle this weekend. Now, Seattle, three-game three you know, uh, losing streak right now. Russell Wilson looking like Tiger Woods after that accident. You know, I've seen a lot of memes of Russell Wilson <laughs> that they've made about him. But is, 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 is Russ done in, in Seattle? Is it officially over for him over there? Jameson, what do you think? No, he's the, he, he's the identity of the team. They're, they'll keep him there. They'll do. Well, there, was lot of, there was a lot of. There was a lot of. I mean, in preseason, there was a lot of chatter that there was a disagreement between him and the management, and that he was looking to move on. Do you think they they managed to keep him there? I think they do. I, I think they they do what it takes to keep him there. I think he's too good of a player to let him go. And but if he does go, they're gonna get they're gonna get a couple first round picks without question for him. Um, but I don't see him leaving. I, I, I don't see a team paying the price to get him because uh, he's going to command a lot on that negotiation. Right. So, Carolina he, would play it in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly feel on, on, on both sides, we would overpay for a quarterback and we yep. probably need to if we want yep. to contend in any way. But I also feel like the... the the, the story arc of, of, of Russell Wilson in Seattle has run its course. Uh, even, you know, with Pete Carroll and the way that the, the team has gone from the Legion of Boom to the Legion of I don't know what right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely terrible. They've lost a lot of pieces. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesion within the team. Um, yeah. they're, they're not the force that they used to be. And I think Russell Wilson has the ability to say, all right, I'm done here. I've paid my dues. I've won you guys the Super Bowl. And, and now I need to go and, and, and look for change of scenery. S similar to what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and, and Green Bay, different circumstances. But I think, you know, we've come to the end of the story there. So I definitely see him moving on from, from, from Seattle at the end of the uh, I, of I the was year. surprised on Monday night watching him in Washington. Um and the play calling was very, very strange. You know, DK Metcalf right. got one target, I think, in the first half. And you think to yourself, hang on, you're, you're, you're really struggling to move the chains. You've got I'll tell you what the problem is with DK Metcalf. He's not as fast as people think he is. I don't think he's able to get that. No, but he's not getting target. Yeah. And Mark's point is he's not getting targeted. He, he's able to move the chains, man. That's the thing. Yeah. He, he can move the chains for you. Even if he only has to run three yards, he's strong enough, he's big enough, he's ugly enough that he can do it. So he can get yeah. a couple of yards after contact. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I just I was I kept waiting for him to get the big pass or something, and it didn't happen. And yeah. I just thought, what's going on? 
You know, why are they not using him? Is it a problem between Metcalf and the coaches, Metcalf and Wilson? What What's going on that we don't know about? Right. A little bit better. Metcalf was upset, wasn't he? He, he was, he was uh, visually upset on the sideline. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, he was livid, actually. You know, he, he couldn't understand what was going on. In You know, we're, we're trying to read minds through television. But to me, he looked very frustrated. And why? You know, what's happening? What have I done? Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's yeah. why yeah. I, I, I agree with Jameson, man. If, if Seattle wants, because uh, obviously it's going to be a rebuild now. And if they want to do that, I don't see it happening around Pete Carroll. I see no. it happening about Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll is, what is he? He looks like he's going to have a stroke anytime on the sideline. That's what he's he the like. oldest uh, coach yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, right now, sorry, yeah. Mark. I mean, that's nothing against senior citizens. But, he is the Mark uh, Sherman of the, of the <laughs> NFL right now. Yeah, you know? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he goes nowhere. He stays right here. Oh, but yeah, man. if that rebuild is going to happen, it's got to be with Russell. Uh, I mean, there's so many issues with, like you said, defense, Metcalf, Target, Everybody. all of that stuff. That's got to do with play calling Pete Carroll. They need Russell Wilson to stay and rebuild. And so, so yeah, he, I will give uh, Washington some credit for Monday night. They played well. Right. But they Seattle did. have played really poorly now against Green Bay, against Washington. And you just think, hang on, this isn't the Seattle of yeah, exactly. last year or the last few years. Yeah. It doesn't that era is over. The team at the moment. It really so, so we've we've already mentioned Pete Carroll as a as a coach on the hot seat. Uh, I've mentioned Matt Rule earlier as a coach that should be on the hot seat, um, proven to be a good college coach, but not an NFL caliber coach. Now, if we're talking about other coaches, Matt Nagy. I mean, we've covered this almost every week right now. I think he's top of the list uh, right now, and it's, it's it's strange. It's strange what happens in Chicago. They're looking for the excuse, I feel, to to get rid of him, but it's 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 not happening. If we look at other coaches that you feel are in the hot seat, who who would you come up with? I mean, um, we've got Mike Zimmer should be. I don't think so. I I, I actually disagree with that. I think okay. Minnesota at five and six. Um, yeah, Green Bay are nine and three, but they've 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 shown signs that you know things can start working out. So I think there's probably some ownership, like some rope that the ownership will throw Mike Zimmer uh, because. Uh, you need to go in, into a bad streak of play calling, of losses, of whatever it is, to um, uh, for for that for, for those rumors to come up. But I think every time they're about to kind of hit that point, something happens. They win, they win a game and they look good. And Kirk Cousins is like I think what is it, twenty three touchdowns and three inter- interceptions this year. Yes, a yeah. lot of it might be garbage time uh, stuff, but he's he's a okay quarterback at the moment. He's ranked in the top 10 right now, isn't he? Oh, yes. yeah. I, top yeah, five. Top so, well, I mean, if Cousins is playing well and the record is five and six, the finger is going to get pointed at Zimmer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For me, for me, the coach that should be near the top of the list with Nagy is Urban Meyer. I think every time a college team starts looking for a coach, his name gets added to the mix. He's always in the rumor mill there. I don't think it's working out for him in the NFL. It's uh, another... What do you call it? Chip, it, it, Chip it Kelly be, situation. <laughs> it might be a mutual decision at the end of the year. Right. As yeah. opposed to just a sacking. Um, they might just find that they're the wrong wrong people for that place. So I, I can see it happening. Yeah. 
I think well, everyone called Matt. Every head coach called Matt should be out. Called Matt top. has to the go. year of the Matt. <laughs> and Matt Lafleur. <laughs> Is Matt LaFleur coach of the year? He has yeah. to be right now. Well, uh, alongside Cliff Kingsbury. Um, yeah, Matt LaFleur. Um, Kyle Shanahan, the way the Niners are coming up. I don't know. If Matt LaFleur is great, he's got to win with Jordan Love. If he does that. Ah, come on. You can't no. raise that. <laughs> That is everyone is a Bill Belichick. Not everyone is a Bill Belichick. No, 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 no. Such an NFC. No, Bill Belichick's going to win with Mac Jones, so he's got to win with Jordan Love. Then I'll, and it might be next season. If he does it next season, I'm going to give him loads of credit. Until he does it without a Hall of Famer, 20 year starter or whatever he is, 15 year starter quarterback. He's a good coach at the moment. He's a very good coach. And by the same argument, Mark, Tom Brady is only the greatest if he moves to the Detroit Lions or to the New York Jets and wins the Super Bowl. Otherwise, no, he, it doesn't he, count. He, you know? No, no, he moved to Tampa and Tampa weren't great. They built, they brought in they a lot of pieces team, yeah. with him. Yeah. Sorry. He brought a lot of they, pieces. They weren't great. Yep. He, he could go to Detroit and they would still be Detroit, I'm afraid, because there's a culture there <laughs> that. Well, if he wins with Dan Campbell coaching him, then that's that's I mean that's the ball game. Yeah, you know, they they just they're incredible year after year. Thank goodness they're in the north because otherwise we would look really bad. And and you see, James, we're we're trying to look everywhere apart from Bill Belichick. I mean, that's the easiest kind of uh pick. We're trying to go Matt LaFleur, we're looking at San Francisco. Yeah, uh, Bill Belichick has to be right now the way that he's done it with uh with a rookie quarterback i mean he has to be in the conversation if not outright he's coaching you know? at the moment if he gets to the playoff he's coach of the year yeah if, if i don't think there is an if i don't think there's an england yeah i know if well you know you know what's so impressive about it is that at the beginning of the season there was not one expert who said that Mac Jones was the best quarterback out of the draft. Actually, they all said that, you know, he was underwhelming. He, you know, his ceiling would be reached very quickly. And if you, if you look at what's going on is that Mac Jones is easily having the best season of all rookie quarterbacks, if not of all rookie. I mean, aside from Mika Parsons and, and, uh, uh, Jamar Chase, but, um, but Mac Jones is having an incredible rookie season. They, but again, again the first those... couple of games, sorry, Jesus, yeah. first couple That's of games, right. he looked very shaky and he wasn't very good. But they just kept with him. You could feel Josh McDaniel going up to him and saying, don't worry about it, mate. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come. It's going to come. And That's I, the coaching right there. How yeah, you can exactly. develop a rookie quarterback. You have to get the nerves out in the first yeah. few games. Uh, but then... the, 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 oh, so actually, is the coach of the year McDaniels, not Belichick? Oh, Could maybe. Yeah, That's maybe. a nice one. I want him for head coach for Chicago next year. That's my sort of left. Maybe he'll try it before you. With, with New England, it's just not only the offense. And you talked about not knowing names. Judon and Jackson on the on the New England defense, these two guys are up for defensive players of the year. Yeah. And so it's not only the offense. And just two, men, two names, which uh, Jameson mentioned, Mika Parsons and Jamar Chase. Now, in terms of Mac Jones' development, those guys, we haven't heard much of them lately because Jamar yeah, Chase has been covered a lot. He's been covered, so they, they've been going to Joe Mixon now. And uh, Mika Parsons, we're not hearing much of him as we did. 
So the Mac Jones development over the weeks, the last few weeks, has been phenomenal. It's been incredible. Yeah, it's playing like here's, a win. Here's a question, Jameson. Now I know the the MVP and the Coach of the Year and all of that is usually done based on the regular season. Should the NFL change the rules of that to include the playoffs as well, at least to the to the NFC and AFC Championship games? Because I feel that that doesn't provide a you. you the regular season well, on its own, some people shine in the playoffs and they get their teams to win the Super Bowl and they don't really get anything. Well, the, the legends are made in the playoffs, but the, the reality is, is that most MVP players are playing in the playoffs anyway. Right. Um, I, I, I'm trying to remember an MVP player that whose team didn't make it to the playoffs and I, I can't I think of one any. One year, J.J. Watt just was killing everybody. He had, I think, the highest number of sacks in the NFL, but his team didn't even make the playoffs. Um, but he, on his own, as a highlight reel, you can yeah. make a 10-minute clip of him just uh, pancaking people in your words. So uh, mm. but that happens sometimes, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that might be. I, I, I was struggling to think of anybody else. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but, okay. but, but really, like to include it into the playoffs, I would think that that's not really... Fair. I, I would think that it, it would disclude too many extremely good players. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep it as it is. We won't send our petition to the NFL just no, yet. Not yet. Yeah, right. Not on that one. All right. On, on last topic, let's talk about you know the the pretenders and the and the actual you know good teams that that might reach the playoffs. So if we look, we've already talked about San Francisco in the NFC as you know, a real team that can actually get there. They're on a three-week, uh, three-game uh, winning streak. We've got Washington, who have looked good and taken opportunities. Uh, we've got Minnesota there. So out of these three, I think it's safe to assume that you'd rank San Francisco at the top, Washington second, and Minnesota third. Is there another team in the, in the NFC that could surprise us in the coming weeks? Uh, Chicago, one game out of the playoffs. I just want to say that. Which is the truth. It is, they've, got an, they've got an easy game at home to Arizona at the weekend, so they're obviously going to win that. So they'll go to five and seven and be in. Hey, play. if Carolina can beat Arizona, so it's can funny, I Mark. It's funny, Mark, when you decide to suddenly look at statistics and records and and then you know <laughs> and try to generate hope from these. I mean, it's uh, look, <laughs> this face. Chicago, Chicago's got zero chance the way they're the, playing. Sixteen they're against Detroit. Let's face it. Yeah, you know, yeah. come on. No. Um, Speaking of crazy stats, here's one I came across. Um, Aaron Rodgers at home, leading at the half, 72-1-1. That's yeah. his record. Oh my Incredible. god, leading crazy. at the half. Incredible. Leading at the half. 72-1-1. Yeah. I mean, uh, what I, idiot goes against them? Someone oh, did we, last Saturday. We, yeah. We've we've picked against him quite a few times yeah. at home in yeah. Lambo as well. Yeah. That, that's that's this guy picked him against, I mean, Rams against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same here, yeah. same here. All right, on the AFC, I think I've got Cincinnati, 7-4. and four. Uh, Baltimore are just one game ahead of them at 8-3. and three. We've got Indy, 6-6. Six and six. Tennessee are first in that division with 8-4. and four. So we've got Cincinnati, Indy, and Denver. Um, that are, that, well, we can, you can include Denver, Chargers, or the Raiders there. They all have 6-5 and five records. Who's the pretender, Jameson? Who's who's the real team here? Contender. Well, that's a tough one. Um, Bengals. The, the, the Bengals are definitely contenders. I mean, Burrow looks really good. Um, the, the other ones, I think the Colts are really contenders. Um, is 
wins can't carry the team, but the team itself is good enough to make the playoffs. Right. Um, out of the AFC West is I would almost take the Broncos over the Chargers or the Raiders. Um, yep. I, I, I think they have a very solid team, and their secondary is the best in the league. So right. I, I think that that's that that would that would put it over the edge. But yeah, the, the Raiders are pretenders. Chargers pretenders. Yeah. Other than New England, which team in the AFC would you be scared of the most in the playoffs? The Ravens. I mean, Lamar Jackson can just do things. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. So, and and somehow, some way that that Ravens defense, it's like it's like an aura that's part of them. That all of a sudden they show up and they just they they just all they're they're, they're there. They're like this purple curtain. Right. Yeah, it's curtains. Yeah. Really well coached team as well. Yeah. Really well coached team. Well, it's, I would love to direct the question to the uh, to the rest of us here, but I think uh, we're scared of our uh, games every single week, <laughs> judging by how our teams are playing yeah, yeah. right now. So <laughs> on the uh, AFC, we could give Tennessee a look as well if Derrick Henry comes back in the playoffs. Is there a there chance is... that he comes back this year? Yeah, yeah there, there was. There's a, there was. There's a report there that says. I just saw a report that said that he was not coming back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bit sad. I mean, he's like, what, 60 yards away from a thousand yard season? Yeah. yeah. After about six yeah. games or something. So. They, they, they still did 200 <laughs> yards on New England. Yeah. Who ran for 200 yards in New England? Exactly. Yeah. Against exactly. So, yeah, Tennessee. And, and, and they've let go of Adrian Peterson, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they waived him. Couple of games. I think three games. Bring him on to the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, well, the, 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 the Seahawks just picked him up. Oh, so yeah, he picked yeah. him up. He, he, he actually has a chance again to to take a take over the space of uh, Barry Sanders on the all time record. Oh, yeah. he's, he's only like 200 yards away. Something like there's that. Your, wow. There's your Detroit guy again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy who wasted his career in the wrong. Oh, city. in the wrong. I mean, there is no other, is there? I mean, Megatron. I, I can't really. Think. Megatron. The, yeah. Megatron is another one. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Cool. Well, this was uh, this was nice. Thanks, guys. We'll wrap up on that thought. And uh, for everybody else. Comment, subscribe, and like. Thank you, Jameson. I think you've brought us a very interesting perspective yeah. with, uh, with the KC, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of you right now, yes? <laughs> well, that's it. Two fingers. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, four, four, four game winning streak. I, I would have my shades on as well. I mean, yeah. So, I, had uh, it, I had it that one week that we beat Atlanta. That was it. It ain't and that was back. the turning point of the season. <laughs> that was, yeah. that you wore your shades too early, you know. Yeah, Dave, don't make that mistake, Jameson. Even don't though you look that. cool, yeah. <laughs> Future ain't that bright. Yeah. I think I think with me and Mark, there's more of a chance that you see us holding umbrellas than than shades. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Thanks for coming, Jameson. See you again soon. Well, thanks, guys. See you later.